0: Was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, now the creature was stirring. Not even a mouse. In my mind, I
1: Christmas time is here again. Welcome back, Michael Jackson fan community, to the Black Jackson Estate presents the 12 days of christmas we are amped we are so 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 ready for the holiday season not just because we get gifts and we get to spend time with people we love and everybody's in a better mood and got the christmas spirit but we especially love christmas here at the black jackson state because it's a time of year where we put ourselves through a lot of stress to bring you 12 days of Michael Jackson mini episode content. It's a good stress. We love it. We love talking about Michael Jackson and we love sharing what we feel is our gift to the Michael Jackson fan community by doing something no one else is gonna do for you and that is released consecutively each day for 12 days leading up to Christmas. A new episode all about Michael Jackson, something we can fit into a 30, 45 minute maybe an hour that's the tight end right conversation about something wonderful from one of the most prolific and important pop icons and musicians of our lifetime i am user one and i have here with me on this first day of christmas my true love gave to me user 1.5 and user 3.5 hey y'all where y'all at i am tired already thinking about these next 12 days of Christmas. But hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, baby. The resident Grinch is here. And y'all know she was the Grinch last year. So don't be shocked that she has clothed herself. I gotta check a, up my mantle. I she done up put mantle. on her green furry yep. outfit. She is Mr. Grinch. She's a mean one.
0: Mm-hmm. And she's
1: gonna have attitude for 12 days. Well, for 11 days. And then, you know, her heart's gonna grow three times uh big three sizes yeah because it's three sizes too small today and that's the truth today is way too small real grinchy user 3.5 welcome back
2: hi well it feels nice to be back again you know for 12 days of christmas i might be. look at you
1: you're back by popular demand how does it feel to have people say oh my goodness user 3.5 is so precious how does that make you feel
2: it makes me feel pretty special
1: you are special. You're my favorite. Yeah, user three point five. We're just oh, we love how everyone received you so well. We're glad that they said you were a great addition because otherwise we would have had to axe you. You know, and so you made the cut. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Is he clapping for himself? That wasn't me. Who clapped? Giving the boy the claps. Oh, that was you. Oh, sorry. yeah. I thought- I thought he was clapping for himself. I was about oh, to say, wow. Congratulating him for making, not getting cut from being a, a, a an active, well, he's, you know, 14. User. You probably shouldn't cut him. It does something to self-esteem. And then he's going to talk about it in therapy later on. It's just not. Joe good. cut Marlon. And look at, and look how he came back. Strong. Best dance <laughs> out of the group. <laughs> Marlon's, Marlon's too weak. Yet. Remember that part of the movie? He's like, Marlon, Marlon, uh
0: Ah, miss
1: katie said you will not that's right Ah. you always need an advocate you need an advocate folks you need an advocate but anyway we're talking about the 12 days of christmas we've got a very fun first day and we actually just excited to do it, uh, this this topic on the first day, because it's kind of a spillover from our last episode, which is all about Michael Jackson samples. If you have not listened to that, you are missing out, finish listening to this, and then go listen to our latest episode for November, which is all about the Michael Jackson samples we had a great time talking to Q from the MJ cast. And um, if people only knew, we love Q. And we we talked to him constantly on different platforms. So we were so glad to finally be able to bring him on the show to actually talk about Michael in a very controlled way. So, uh, you know, t- tell me, using 1.5, how do you feel about that episode? The episode has been received really well. And I thought we had a lot of fun. What about you, yeah, um, that episode was my brainchild, and I didn't know if it was going to be good, bad, or ugly, and people really seem to love it. I think some of the the surprises with the samples is what really got people talking. We're not going to give you any spoilers if you haven't listened to it, but all I can say is Whitney Houston. That's it. And Q was so much fun. I We love Q. And Q was so much fun to, to talk to and to do this episode with. So thank you again, Q, from Perth, Australia, for coming on the show and hanging out with us for a couple of hours. We really appreciate it. Live from Studio Perth. Studio Perth. We love, we, you did so we much, get the accent. Q, do we get it good? No, it was it? terrible. I could tell you, and from editing it? that episode and <laughs> listening to Q talk for two hours and in editing time, that's like three days, we didn't get it right. Not at all. But he has such a majestic accent, it's just so royal. It is, it is. And we just bumping around. I mean, we sound It's like the Beverly <laughs> Hillbillies meets Buckingham Palace, and we are not Buckingham Palace. Mm, Buckingham, oh. yeah, black gold, You User three point five. Did you get a chance to check that episode out yet? Yeah, you you listened to it.
2: I did. I was there for a little bit of it when you first started.
1: Mm-hmm. and how did you what was what was the shocker for you or what was the song that you were like wow I like that sample
2: um I'll probably say the sample of from Chris Brown. She Ain't You I feel like that was a really good song see breezy
1: he's just such a great artist and you know he you know we didn't even get to talk about the whole American Music Awards well because it hadn't um, happened yet so. Yeah, it hadn't happened yet. We'll give y'all our hot take on a lot of the news, including Kanye West saying that they tried to Michael Jackson him. He said this recently. Um, and it's a bunch of stuff. But then we'll, we'll talk about that another day. Today is all about day one of the 12 days of Christmas. And we are going to be dealing with, or we're going to be talking about Michael Jackson covers, covers that Michael Jackson has done of other people's songs and other people who have covered Michael's songs. So not the samples, but a full on cover. And we're talking about Michael Jackson against the world. Who did it best? Did Michael have the better version of the song or did someone he cover or who covered him Edge him out and do the better version. We're going to be 100% honest, right? We're going to keep it real and we're going to tell you what we think about these songs and what I'm really excited about today's episode is that the artists kind of run the gamut right so we have country artists we have rock artists we have soul artists and you know we have Michael Jackson who is the king of pop and he can really do it all rock pop soul r b so this should be really fun we're ready to unpack it and let's go ahead and jump right into this thing the first song that we're gonna talk about is who's loving you by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Now, Who's Loving You by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles uh was released in 1961, I believe. A Motown artist so as well as the Jackson 5. Or oh, wait a minute, this is a Michael Jackson song, I think. See, is this a Michael Jackson song or, or Who's Jackson Loving You was song? a J5 song and it was also a S- Miracles song, not Smokey. I said Love. Smokey Robinson Miracles. and the Miracles. Oh, and the Miracles. Okay. June yes Walker like and All Walker and All-Star. <laughs> David Ruffin, Ruffin and Ruffinetta. Yeah, we'll what's their name? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said Oh, we're gonna so, be watching that over the holidays. Uh, uh, come on, if you Shout out you don't, to temptation. If you didn't pick that that up, if you didn't pick up, if you didn't pick up that reference, I don't even know what you're doing here, but you're you you gonna learn. Here? Right. <laughs> Why are you even here? <laughs> but anyway, who's loving you? Smokey Robinson and the Miracles and the Jackson Five, which is kind of like a ha. I mean, are they doing the backgrounds in that? Because Of course, they're all oh, they're that them? wonderful, wonderful background. They do a wonderful, beautiful gowns on the background. They do a wonderful <laughs> job with background singing. So, we we will we shall never remove them if background is an option for the Jacksons. Beautiful harmonies. Mm-hmm. And so uh they're they're back there and they're they're doing the the who's loving. Yeah, guess back there. But anyway, Smokey Robinson originally recorded this song um uh with the miracles and then subsequently years later the jackson 5 come along they're a young group from motown and they do a cover of this song let's listen to a little bit of each song first and then we'll have a little conversation about it That's Smokey Robinson and the Miracles written by Smokey Robinson. Let's be clear. Smokey wrote this song. Okay. Now let's take a listen to Michael Jackson, the Jackson 5's version from Diana Ross Presents, the Jackson 5. Who's Loving You? there it is who's loving you originally by Smokey Robinson and the miracles and Lord knows what God did with Smokey Robinson was a miracle he's still fine yes, hallelujah he Hallelujah! he's then still whispering can, all over the stages in America he's still fine and we saw them live anyway. Um, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. And then Little Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five cover this exact same song. Let's talk about it. Sound off. User 3.5. You just got to choose. I don't want to hear no. Eh, eh. Who's got the better version of the song?
2: It comes to some thinking. I couldn't choose at first, but now I think I choose Smokey Robinson and the Miracles.
0: Explain okay. yourself. Explain okay. yourself. Go
2: ahead, I, I only say that because when Smokey singing, it's more of, I don't know, but I just hear more of different notes instead of just one from the Jackson 5, which is kind of weird. Because it doesn't sound like they have one note, it sounds like they have multiple. But in Smokey's voice alone, it sounds like he's going to different pitches. Okay,
1: all right. Okay, uh-huh. all right. Use a 1.5. Listen, I, I love Smokey with all my heart. I love Smokey and I so love the, the story. <laughs> Are you going to let me talk? Okay. Let me talk. It just, like l- 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 just felt like you setting them up to knock him down. It just felt like you setting them up to knock him down. Go ahead. This is my opinion. Mine. <laughs> okay. I love it when Smokey tells the story of Michael singing this song um, and i love how Smokey says that little boy sang that song better than i did and he is correct that little boy <laughs> saying that song. Yeah. that little boy sang this song he like he had been through worlds and worlds of heartache in his life michael little michael jackson had no, now big michael jackson uh, 2007 michael jackson might have been able to sing this song with some conviction. But little Michael Jackson, that, you know, the worst that happened to him at that point was that he couldn't go out and play with the other kids. You know what I'm saying? And he sang this song like his heart had been broken into a million pieces on multiple times. He, this, Michael, for sure, Michael. But Smokey, we love you. We love you, hon. I knew you were setting Smokey up to knock him down. Let me say this. Oh, I said we love you. We do love you. I mean, we really do. And if you want to come on this show, baby. You can, you are well, you have an open and the costume when he gets here, you can't. I am going him. to flirt with you. Okay. He's married and. Him. Is he? I believe he will. I don't know. Who knows which one? He, he seemed is. like an eternal bachelor. And can, let me, that's also why I don't like this song. He sounded like a lying man crying and begging, you know, you, you're a cheater. You're a liar and you're a cheater. Mm-hmm. Now he's sang, and the way he's sang it, you're going to forgive him. But he's Tears a liar a and a cheater. Tears of a clown. <laughs> he's a cheater. That's how you know he's a cheater. Tears he's of a, a clown. cheater. He's a <laughs> cheater. I mean, look, I'm just he sung it like a man who cheat a lot and know how to get you back. Know what it takes to get you back, singing in the high register. Little Michael Jackson, you're like, oh my goodness, it's just so cute. I mean, and he, but he did, he sung it with so much conviction. And you're like, I know this kid ain't never been doing nothing like that, but dear Lord. And the Jackson 5, you know, shout out to those background vocals. Yes. I'm going to have to give it to the kids. I'm going to have to give it to the yeah. kids. Definitely. Smokey, now listen. Smokey sung that as a grown man. Like I said, I just get cheater vibes from it. But he sung it like a grown man who knows how to cheat and get you back. So I'm just <laughs> going to have to give it. <laughs> Smokey said take a good look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to You see my smile kids. looks out of place. Yeah. I got to give it to the kids. I'm gonna have The to tracks give it to the of my tears. Tears of a clown. Now, when I tell you this man has been cheating since, we, since before we was here, he's been cheating, but he also been writing good music. Yeah right and wonderful movie it's it's clearly providing material for him that's all i'm saying the cheating is is providing It's pay dirt maybe that's why he do it okay okay Taylor, we please. don't know Come what on. you do Smucker. we just we just we live in our own pain out there all right all right so i think the jackson five won this round uh we got two to one who's loving you the consensus among users present is that this is a topper for the J5 over the original artist. That's hard to do. It's hard to beat the original artist, but Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five come out on top over Smokey Robinson and the Miracles for Who's Loving You. Moving on to our next cover, one that people know the world around. I think this is a song everyone around the world knows. Come Together. Come Together was originally released by the Beatles in 1969 and appeared on their album Abbey Road. Let me say something about white people in the Beatles. They love yeah, the Beatles. Don't they, they know, don't they know every this ready particular to fight album, over them too. They've they, to you know. I I remember being in school and they would be like the you know everyone knows the Beatles like this teachers and stuff in college and all the black kids are just like I honestly can't name you five songs but if you want to talk about the temptations <laughs> uh, we can talk you can name a song or two i come together dude not that one take that uh, one out blue submarine yellow submarine what color yellow submarine? yellow submarine <laughs> the album too was it a song called yellow girl i don't know i don't know say don't say know say no, that's that's not the Beatles. That's Paul and them. That's no, no. That's Girl, Paul and Michael. I don't that's think they can they sing. I'm gonna say something real controversial. I don't think they can sing. You know, John what? Lennon can sing. I'm ah, that's the right only now. One I am gonna I literally told user 3.5 today as we were listening to these songs to prep for this episode. I said, it must have been a you had to be there thing to get Beatlemania because I don't understand it. I don't think they were that cute. I don't think they can sing that well. They had no rhythm, zero rhythm. If you watch any of the playbacks of them playing their little instruments and singing, they had zero rhythm. The Jackson 5 played, sang, did cut their two-step and looked cute doing it. The Beatles did not, but you know what? Maybe you had to be there. Well, I'll they said well, didn't Ike say that they want nothing but they were black? Hey, well, first so of all, in we're Minnesota. not gonna oh we're not gonna <laughs> quote Ike on this Ike podcast. <laughs> no, Ike we're not doing that. I think that Ike said that, or maybe I'm tripping. Maybe just uh, someone said it that they were just it was just essentially black music encapsulated because rock and roll is black music. Um uh, uh shout out to Lizzo, black people made rock and roll. Um black music. Put in a bunch of british guys but anyway that's a whole nother thing let's talk about well user 3.5 tell me first before we move on to this do do, were you familiar with the beatles before you
2: heard this song um not really i think i've heard maybe Mm -hmm. one or two songs but none that i can remember
1: now imagine you said one or two i am 34 years old and you are 14 and we are have no we know about the same number of beatles so what does that say (laughs) about the beatles
2: it it says that maybe they aren't that good anymore
1: anymore anymore i mean
2: (laughs) clearly they were good if people were paying to go to the shows
1: no no there are no beatles left first and foremost i think there's just paul Paul mccartney's here i said just paul and he out here i think the last thing i saw him or the last song i saw him on was that song with rihanna and, and uh kanye uh Girl, I don't even know what that is. Four or five seconds uh, uh, oh, uh, to Friday, yeah. and right. hey, we got three more. Yeah, d- yep, yeah. right. I wish somebody would. I wish a nigga would. Something like that. Yeah. How it Whatever they said. Know. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan. And then when he do that hissy fit over Michael buying his stuff, well, you should have bought it. If you wanted it, you should have purchased. You should have made it be. He didn't have. You, the beer you had an money. opportunity. But he didn't. You anyway. know, he was pride. He didn't feel like he had to pay for. It. Okay, well, well, and that's how <laughs> you don't get it. that's why you're sitting there with your with your with your lips pursed, right got your your butt cheeks all tight right that's why you're sour now (laughs) sour (laughs) anyway come together originally a beatles song released in 1969 again on the album abbey road it went number one in the united states of america and a fun fact about that song is that uh they were sued for plagiarism from stealing some lyrics and some sound from a Chuck Berry song. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> oh, no. Chuck Berry got him. <laughs> well, first of all, Chuck Berry didn't write the song. So the guy who wrote the song said, ah, ah, ah. Oh, ah, no, 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 no. And they ended up settling. So if y'all thought Robin Dick was, was one of one, he's not. So they ended up settling I tell uh, you, they, because they stealing something from some from Black folks. Yeah. Wow. They- yeah.
0: Wow. And if y'all if y'all
1: don't believe me, check out uh C see, see Elvis. see <laughs> how many artists we need to throw in this category. Forget Robin thick. see Elvis. Now see the Beatles. Mm, mm, mm. Honey. Go ahead. Reed, yeah, I'm jumping just handing you with the facts. You know, just I don't know Reed. if people are gonna be cool or come out of the bag. Well, you can't you can't be mad about The facts, know, the Man, facts we are didn't what make they are, you know. I didn't <laughs> I didn't write this myself, you know. I mean, I'm just telling you what the facts are so that that's the thing so if you thought they was just so genius with these lyrics and sound uh-uh. no goose egg zero no zip, zip. not correct Five thirteen 13 right, as the so, jones used to say <laughs> you gonna get got you know what i'm saying you gonna get got so anyway so that happened or whatever and then I can Tina Turner released a version also in 1969 of Come Together on the album called Come Together. And that song reached number 57 on the Hot 100 and 21 on the black charts at the time. And then, of course, our dear brother Michael Jackson released his version on history. It wasn't released as a single, but was recorded by Michael Jackson and released. And there is a video for this song on Moonwalker, correct? Where he does come together. Mm -hmm. And so here we got it. We got a three, a head to head to head. And oh my gosh, let's get it going. First, let's start with the Beatles version of Come Together. And here it is.
0: Duck,
1: this what they stole from Chuck. You, you eyeball, and it sounds like it. Roller, he got, <laughs> down to his got to be a joker. He just do what Got to be a joker. You know that's some black people lingo. Come on now. <laughs> Relax. Yeah. Tha made me mad this good evening, Oh, thieves.
0: He wore no shoeshine, he got Toad drop football, he got Monkey finger, he shot Coca-Cola, he said I know
1: you And there we have it, guys. That's the original with some stolen things by the Beatles. Come together. All right. Let's move on over to Ike and Tina Turner and the Ikeets. I mean, Ike was so conceited. He couldn't even give them a good name. The Ikeettes. That is a good name. It, it really is. is. <laughs> Ikeettes. The Kids. All right. Here we go. Come together from Ike and Tina Turner featuring the Ikeets. <laughs>
0: i can see ike strumming
1: that guitar in the background And we've got one more from y'all's favorite, but is he so much your favorite You are, and you are so blinded by your bias that you can't distinguish when Michael might not have the best cover of a song? Is that true? Search your soul because I'm about to play it. Okay. Here we are. Michael Jackson, come together. I like how he played up that intro boom 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 boom. Like he really played that up. And
0: he sped it up a little
1: bit. This is Michael's drop era where he loved having a fan going and somebody playing a guitar in your face. It was his thing. All right, users, you've gotten a sample of all three listeners. You've gotten a sample of all three. I need y'all to be honest when y'all, I hope y'all are going along with us and picking your favorite and being honest about it. And we want you to send us a note, send us a tweet, send us a, a, a comment on Instagram, send us a DM, send us a uh, email. And be honest, tell us where you landed on a lot of these songs. User 1.5, let's start with you. Come Together, originally released in 1969 1969. by the Beatles. It was was a while ago. 1969 by the Beatles, covered uh, in that same year by Ike and Tina Turner. And then covered again by the man who bought the catalog, Michael Jackson, covers this song. Who had the better version of Come Together? Go ahead, let us know. Now y'all come for me if you want to, but when I tell you Tina Turner ate on this song and Tina Ike ate. in the background. I got to give it to Miss to Miss Tina and Ike and the Ike It's. I just <laughs> look <love>, I- <laughs> I oh, love y'all. oh y'all, all Oh you all Everybody, everybody that was frying fish the next day. I'm giving ah, it to all of them. We'll make you fry that fish. but not be late. <laughs> I mean, they got fine. It was late. They, he said you're going to be frying fish tomorrow. But I'm giving it to, to Ike and Tina and the Ikeettes because they, I, first of all, just Tina has that rock sounding voice. Even when she's singing uh, R&B, she, she always is. sounds like she's like, she's about to like knock something over. You know, uh-huh. like she's singing from her gut. Every time she she kicked the door in point and, blank period. Uh, right. Yeah. First black mm-hmm. woman on the cover of Rolling Stone. Listen, y'all don't sleep on Tina Turner. She killed this song. That is my favorite version of this song. I love, I wish if I could do a hybrid, I would do the music that Michael had for his song mm-hmm. with Tina singing the, the vocals. That would be perfect. But since we don't have See, that, we be thinking a lot of like, but, but when you listen to Michael's song, you can tell who he was listening to. Mm-hmm. To make his yeah, it, version, and it won't, and it, it won't fall it was, in now <laughs> It was not the, the vanilla ice ice cream version. <laughs> not van- vanilla, no, no sprinkles, no sprinkles, <laughs> no, sprinkles no chocolate no, fudge, no, no nothing, no nuts, no, no nuts. nuts, no bananas in the no split. nothing, no whipped cream, no bananas, no nothing, no cherry on top, just stiff.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, not stiff like Jermaine. Never mind. I was gonna say like Jermaine's hair. No, no,
0: no.
1: Let me stop it. It's I'm sure it, I'm sure it lays down at night. He gotta wrap it. All right, user 3.5. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and co-sign everything user 1.5 says so I don't have to repeat it. User 3.5. What was your favorite version of this song and why?
2: Okay. I have a few things about all three of them. One, the Beatles. Um, I only liked it because. I'm a I'm a fanatic for guitars, and I just love guitars. I think they're really nice. And the way that they – I guess you could say the way that they played their guitars to match with their voices, which is pretty down-toed and bland. But um, it, it was – Not bland. Like so I they know. play
1: bland guitars to match their bland voices. <laughs> is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, basically. But, but the, it matched. Yeah. The guitar was good. Miss Tina Turner <laughs> with um, – Ike and the Ike That was really good. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. Um, Michael Jackson, I I really grew up listening to that one before those two, but I have to give it to the Beatles.
1: You a Beatles fan. Why you don't just okay. say that from the jump? Why you ain't just tell us not, you're I'm a closet just... fan?
2: This is the first time I've listened to anything from the Beatles.
1: Yeah, we watched that Elvis movie, and he talking about, can I play a song in the car, mom? I said, sure. And he played right. Suspicious. Okay. What was it called? Okay. Suspicious. It was
2: Suspicious Minds. Okay. I said,
1: well, out of all of the Elvis songs, this is that's the one just, you picked.
2: That's just so, the one that forgot to me.
1: So, you know, he might like to be, it might be him. That might be, that
2: might be. That you know, it's all
1: good. If this, if this is the, you know, if you like the, it sounds like you're really enjoying the originals of songs versus the covers.
2: I mean, it's not that I enjoy a lot of the originals. I do. I do. I do like originals though.
1: So far you're two and oh originals. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, you know, white bread with uh <laughs> you know it's a wish sandwich to me that version is like a wish sandwich I wish it had a little more to it it just don't have no no seasoning that's all no. my
2: it. Yeah, their voices
1: yeah it just didn't have any seasoning you could tell like you could see them in your mind as they're singing it just standing straight up and that stiff like I said <laughs> you could just see Right, and if you're no. from the UK, and you're like, you know what, y'all are really doing a lot. I really am sorry you feel that way, but they are just super overrated to me. But I do like how they do what they do when they do what they doing, you they're doing. They're great songwriters. Great songwriters. I'll give them that much. I mean, they minus the parts that they stole of this song. This is they really like. They like Taylor Swift to me. <laughs> Maybe that's not a good analogy. Ah. I kind of like like it's a lot of hype, but I don't feel I'm not feeling it. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, T Swift, yeah, she's in it dog. So well, that's two for Tina, none for Michael. Michael strikes out on this one. One for the Beatles over here at the Black- He's gonna get stage. one. I feel it. I feel it coming. I feel it coming. <laughs> Michael, I- so Michael just doesn't give us the best version of Come Together. In our opinion, you guys let us know what you think. He gives us a good version, just not the best. He could not top Tina Turner's vocals. And apparently, for user 3.5, he could not top the unsoulful vocals of- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <The Beatles. laughs>
1: oh, we didn't need an extra commentary. You not did added. not need to say unsoulful. Just the vocals would have oh, been man. would suffice. But continue <laughs> on, shady. Continue on. Okay. All right. Well, next, let's move up in time. Okay. Let's let's travel down the timeline to two thousands to the two thousands. tree Marsha Ambrosius wrote a beautiful song, Butterflies, which ended up being recorded by Michael Jackson for his 2001 album, Invincible. These ladies were fresh. Okay, UK, now y'all got something to talk about because these ladies are from the UK, correct? Yes. Now, I All love right, Marsha. Now, now yeah now y'all yeah, got something to talk about because these ladies i mean they still doing it right they're super talented they were young artists and they <laughs> they got a call that michael jackson wants to cover your song, wants to once they record your song has heard your demo like that's insane so michael jackson does this song for invincible as the fan community now i don't have to say this but for anyone who may just not know it becomes an instant hit with the fan community although it never gets released as it's a single from Invincible due to Invincible being intentionally Which is sabotaged a Very much mm. tragic scenario where we don't get it. However, we get to hear Michael Jackson's angelic voice sing. Um, we get his falsetto. We get his range. We get his emotion. Oh, my goodness. This is just a beautiful song. And I'm going to go ahead and play first the version written by the songwriter, So, again, let's talk about songwriters and the songs they write has a different sort of feel because it comes from someplace inside of them versus folks who are going to cover it. So, in this instance, Michael Jackson is the coverer of Marsha Ambrosius' song, Butterflies. So, let's go ahead and listen to this. This is Butterflies by (laughs) Floetry.
0: All you got to do is just walk come away and pass me by. don't acknowledge my smile, yeah, when I try to say hello. To you, yeah. And all you gotta do is not answer my calls when I'm trying to get through. To keep me wondering why, why, why. why. And all I can do is sigh. I just, I know just want you know to to Just take it, say hi
1: that is butterflies by the ladies of flower tree all right y'all and let's check out michael jackson's version of the same song Before we play Michael's version, I wanted to take a moment to talk about something we covered in a Patreon episode where we talked about butterflies against another song. We did a head-to-head for two Michael songs. It was butterflies and I can't remember the other song. Do you remember user? Break of Dawn. Break of Dawn, right? We put those two songs head to head against each other. And we talked a little bit about Marsha Ambrosius talking about why she wrote that song. And she had a crush on this guy. And she was writing the song about how he made her feel, right? Because she had this crush and she didn't know if he liked her. And so there's a, there's a story here and you can kind of hear it come out in the singing I think and I think that makes the song extra special when she sings it but let's also talk about Michael Jackson which we're going to play his his version because of course he must have struck some good chords here for the song to take off as it did although it was never released as a single so here's Michael Jackson's Butterflies. Butterflies. Come on, Mike. michael jackson's version michael is the coverer again of butterflies and let me also add Marsha ambrosius is is adding some vocals there on michael's track as well yeah. so she kind of win either way
0: mm-hmm. but
1: let's talk about it let's start with user 3.5 user 3.5 which
2: version do you prefer i look you prefer michael's version i like michael's version better
1: Okay, and why? What makes you say? You know what? I know this lady wrote this song. I know it came from a, a personal place. She had a crush. Have you ever had a crush on somebody and you felt this way? Like, oh my goodness, they give me butterflies.
2: Yeah, I have.
1: Mm-hmm. Who? Never mind. Let me stop.
2: All be right, the boy on the episode.
1: <laughs> give that girl a shout out. She might never hear this. You could be free. She might not be a Michael fan, and you could get it off your chest. I could. Go ahead, say <laughs> he's Go he not Go going ahead. to <laughs>
2: now, wait a minute.
1: You want yeah, to you say her name and then I'll edit it out. I'll bleep it. No. Okay. He's not there yet, guys. He's just a babe. But you know what? It's so special to have that feeling because as you get older, it's less and less. Yeah. Jaded. Shout out. Carol Smith it's less and less baby but okay user 3.5 says that michael jackson killed this one did you like the other version though do you think she, she did a good job i did
2: it, it was very it was very well made and it was very and I, you could like you say you could really tell it came from the heart
1: yeah i think this is a hard one i love I high key low key thing this is maybe the hardest one out of all the. i numbers.
2: mean if i could i'd give it a tie
1: it's it's tough, right? Yeah. I'm, you just tip the scales at Michael, right? But it's tough because it's a really good song. User 1.5, what are your thoughts on Butterflies? So first of all, and if you're not subscribed to our Patreon, what are you doing with your life? Go ahead and subscribe. We have this head to head on there, like user 1 said. And we talk about how this is one of the most believable love songs that Michael Jackson has ever recorded it sounds like he actually, this song resonated with him in a really meaningful way, which is probably why he wanted to record it, right? But I, I got to give it to Marsha. I love Marsha. I love the smoothness. Michael has more of a staccato sharpness to the words. Yeah, You know, ah, uh, you, know, oh, you got to do you know? And Marsha's more like, oh, yeah. It's a little smoother for me. and um, yeah.
0: Sultry.
1: I just, mm-hmm. I, I want to give it to Marsha because I, I just, I love her. I love her voice. I love her contribution to uh, neo soul and R and B music. I think she is a phenomenal artist and songwriter. And I really. I give it to Marsha because of her, her version is wonderful, but also because she's a songwriter. So really, you know, she gave Michael this number one, this is her song. And Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson was like, I need to do, I want to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So Marsha wins for me. Now those high notes, if you listen to the whole song, guys, go back and listen to this entire song. You can clearly see that Michael was trying to get as close to the original version as he could, because especially in the bridge and some of the high notes at the end, almost you could almost lay the tracks on top of each other and they'd be identical. So this is a really great cover from Michael Jackson of Marsha Ambrosius, but I I gotta give it to Marsha. And again, folks, remember, she's actually helping Michael out with the vocals, in the background on his version so she's just all over the place and I think I'm gonna agree if you guys would love to have her uh come hear what she has to say on the Black Jackson State podcast let us know because we will reach out now she might not respond but we'll knock on the door (laughs) so you know y'all think that would kind of be a cool like okay the Black Jackson State talking to Marsha Ambrose just about working with Michael Jackson because I actually think that would be cool let us know let us know we hit people up They don't always say whatever, but we hit people up. But anyway, what I'm going to say is I absolutely agree with user 1.5. There's something so, there's something about the authenticity of writing this song and then singing it because you got that guy in your head and it comes out in the way you sing the song, right? And I think she just does a, this is is definitely her song. That said, I think I do prefer, I think I'm with user 3.5 on this one. I prefer michael's version maybe it's because i heard michael's version first and so i had no not you know just, just didn't have knowledge that this was hers they had recorded the song as well but i've seen them
0: live
1: and i saw her do this now if it was if michael had to go head to head to her with a live version of this she probably would win but Michael never did this live, but I've seen her do this live and she is a phenomenal performer. I mean, the way her voice sounds on the record is how she she really is not a studio artist where, you know, some people are like good in the studio. But then you see them live and you're like, Urgh. that's not her at all. I mean, she's just a phenomenal talent. And mm-hmm. it's it like I agree. User 3.5. It's hard to say. But I'm going to tip the scales in Michael's favor because he did give us something that we didn't get a lot of from him. And it came out so well in this song. Such a love ballad that I believed truly from Michael Jackson. I don't know who Michael was thinking about in his head, but somebody was in his head, too. So um, shout out to Michael Jackson for recording such a wonderful cover of this song. He really did her song justice. I'm going to go ahead and put this in the MJ column for a win for Michael. He two to one has the better version of Butterflies here at the Black Jackson Estate. What do you guys think? Let us know. Is Marsha Ambrosius not getting the love she deserves for this one? Or did she actually do what she was supposed to do and send Michael over the top? She definitely sent Michael a for sure. For this is I love this. This is one of my favorite songs, period. Not just Michael Jackson songs. One of my favorite songs, period. It's a good song. So shout out to Marsha. Yeah, we need we're gonna call you, sis. Listen, please answer when we <laughs> when we reach out to you. Because we want to talk to you. And Miss <laughs> Stephanie Mills still ain't opened my email. Oh man. Maybe 2023 is your year. Yes, we're gonna manifest it. Stephanie gonna she gonna actually open the DM. <laughs> you girl, you out there looking through the windows. Looking through the windows. Oh looking through the oh. oh she got me climbing up the ladder come on. I tell meet up you set. what, you you really really she ain't she ain't budging. But you know what? God can turn it around. And that's all I'm going to say. He can turn it around. He can turn it around. All right, y'all, let's move on. Let's move on to a Michael Jackson song that was covered. Michael is the covered, not the coverer, for this one. She's out of my
0: life.
1: So does user one have the better cover? To laugh,
0: okay,
1: I don't know that'll lead, That's all I'm gonna give y'all for free. We know the song. Just you can download it. my play version it. on iTunes. No, One ninety nine. One ninety nine. No. Free. <laughs> <laughs> Always a hater. Always a hater. She's out of my life. Written by Tom Baylor. Performed by Michael Jackson. This is from Michael Jackson's Off the Wall album. His first solo studio album with epic records released in 1979 you guys already know all this stuff this this song peaked at number 10 on billboard Hot billboard 100 and michael actually recorded a video for for this and he looks yeah. really sad And and <laughs> on that on that stool <laughs> really really sad really sad this for all that crime michael did in this this only peaked at number 10 But, but, you know, it's a good song. And, and you guys know that this, the story behind this, this is a song written about someone who was coming out of a, the songwriter was coming out of a divorce, had gone through a divorce. And this was his, uh, a part of his catharsis, cathartic, I don't know, dealing with that very painful sort of experience in his life. And Quincy Jones thought it was like a mature subject and a heavy thing. And he thought Michael could, could do this right because i think it was originally going to go to frank sinatra and you know what y'all would have got she's out of my life and i like frank but i'm just telling you how it's gonna sound all right and michael gave it something a little different he, he does his young voice but again he digs deep in the bag just like he did for who's loving you that's in my opinion for this one um, and sings about something that uh, you know Quincy Jones said he cried after every take and I'm like where's he getting these emotions from but maybe he had gone through something already in his young life as a young man Dang y'all know him. puppy love or maybe don't repeat that <laughs> oh, or oh, y'all know puppy love or you know maybe he was thinking of someone he 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 had a crush on who you Diana know, it's not a guessing game. And I don't like what you're doing. I I don't like it. I, I'm going to mute myself. Thank you. Jeez Louise. It's just so uncool. But on y'all knew y'all was thinking. This it. is just you know an out, out of pocket podcast. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing either of those things. I'm muted now. Thank you. She's Out of My Life, sung by Michael Jackson, but then covered by Willie Nelson. Did you know that before I put it on this list? You said 1.5? Oh, you want me to unmute myself? You now? can you unmute myself. yourself. Uh, no, I actually did not know that Willie Nelson covered this song. I was really excited to listen to his version because Willie Nelson is a legend in the folk country kind of uh, genre. So I I was really excited to listen to it. And he actually didn't do uh, an awful job with the song, so... He didn't. And Willie Nelson was also in We Are The World, right? He sure was. Everybody was in We Are Everybody was in We Except Are The World. Except for who? Jermaine and... Prince. But <laughs> <laughs> Willie Nelson does a cover of this song for his 1984 album entitled City of New Orleans. User 3.5, do you know who Willie Nelson is?
2: I have no idea who New Nelson
1: is. It's Okay. Willie Nelson is a country singer. He is he is pretty legendary in these streets. I'm going to give it to him. And I actually didn't know who he was until We Are the World. That's how I was introduced to Willie Nelson. And so he is definitely a cross-generational artist, if I can say that. I don't know. I don't know when he stopped recording, but this man is almost 90 years old. So the idea that in the 80s, he was being introduced or reintroduced to young kids. Um, and then kids like us who were born after, you know, we are the world, listen to it, and then see him and know who he is. That's pretty cool. So he's definitely a legacy artist who has a, a great catalog here. And he's still out here. Um, I don't think he's recording anymore, but he is still here. And he has An absolutely phenomenal history in music. So let's first listen to Michael Jackson's version of She's Out of My Life. Mm
0: for two years she was here and i took for granted i was so cavalier.
1: Now the way that it's michael been. jackson she's out of my life and let me tell y'all why i let it play so long that's my favorite part in the song when he says i was so cavalier i took her for granted I was so cavalier. Now the way that I stand. All right, Willie Nelson. She's out of my life. Here we go. Head to head. Covering Michael Jackson She's out of my life Mm -hmm. User 3.5 Talk to me about this song
2: It's sad That's all I gotta say (laughs) (laughs) If I would've listened to this by myself And I just got out of a heartbreak I'd probably cry my eyes out
1: Yeah, it's a tearjerker That's the the intended purpose So it did its its job, Yeah. yeah So it's a sad song All right, but who sung it sadder? Who did it better?
2: Only because when he hits that high note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Willie Nelson did a very good job. I'll give him that. He It, it was at its peak. It was with Michael, but I think Michael just sang it just a little bit better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. That's fair. That, that, that's really that's fair. fair. I think that's fair. Michael's on a better. All right, user 1.5. Mm-hmm. Who got it? Uh, you know, I I'm going to give it to Michael. I'm going to give it to Michael. Off top. Okay, not going to do no long, you know, intro. However, I will say this about Willie Nelson. I love that he didn't try to imitate Michael. I love that he did his own thing with the music. he did did. his own thing with the melody Mm -hmm. not the melody Mm -hmm. but you know with the the timing Mm -hmm. i I just i love that he did his own thing because michael is like whitney if you're gonna sing their song you better not try to sing it the way they sung it because you ain't gonna make it right you gotta be confident in what you do you know right you gotta take your take your stand and say, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. I'm going to do my own interpolation of it. And then we're going to roll with it. And that's mm-hmm. what Willie Nelson did. He has a very soothing voice. Michael had that, that pain in his voice. I think that's what, what uh, Jane's trying to say. It's the way he emoted that makes his version so compelling. But kudos to Willie Nelson for for even trying as a country folk country artist tr- this very RB song yeah i think that was cool to him taking a song that is on a black album from a black artist that's much younger than him the clearly the respect he had for what michael did with this song to then record it and he introduced this song then to a whole new audience some of which had never heard of Michael's version, you know? And so I think all of that plays into it too, that he was not afraid to say, this is a younger artist. This is a song from a 20 something year old. It's a grown man. He's like 50, you know? And he's like, I like what he did. I think I can do A version of this. And I think he did a really good job. I would definitely, if he came on, I wouldn't, I wouldn't skip it. And I think that you're right. User 1.5. There's something about doing your own thing. And when it works and Mm -hmm. it worked here, right. He, he did a fantastic job. I think this is a good opportunity and I know the fans love because Quincy has said some crazy stuff, some off the wall stuff, ha ha, cha-ching, about Michael over the years, even though I'm sure he loves Michael. I think that's clear, but he's definitely said some things people don't like. And, you know, I guess we can all kick rock since he actually knew Michael personally. But Quincy Jones's arrangement and, you know, him, his production of this song it mm-hmm. is just flawless. It yeah. is. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all gonna have to give print. Some fans don't want to give Quincy no props. They be like, he ain't
0: do never.
1: Well, let me tell y'all something. Y'all go out there and do a Quincy Jones. Quincy is a legend. <laughs> Quincy is a crazy old man scamming people right now, but he is a legend. So if y'all don't can't, can't put no respect on his name,
0: yeah, so you don't need to do be it. a
1: Michael Jackson fan because Quincy brought out of Michael something that nobody else could bring it. Not even Barry Gordy. Nobody brought that out
0: of Michael. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think, and, and well, let me say this, cause I actually think there's some Motown in here. Motown just put something in the Kool-Aid to get the emoting from their artists. Oh, yeah. um, and I, I think that started for Michael at Motown with a song like Who's Loving You, right? Like, I don't know what, how much sugar they put in the Kool-Aid, but they put a lot of it in there because Michael really had that down pat. Like he was really able to dig deep and really find emotions that at first blush you're going there's no way he has a personal connection to these themes to these lyrics but then he sings it in a way where you got a second guess that and like wow i don't know maybe he's thinking about it. i don't know what are you thinking about you know but um uh, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, this song, Quincy brings this song to Michael. So you if you really feel like oh Quincy if y'all want Quincy ain't nothing. Like he brought this song to Michael. He had faith that Michael could cover... Michael had never sung a song. The closest you get to a song like this is maybe uh push me away. And that comes after. Um but yeah, the the uh this song is just Beautifully done by Michael Jackson. I say all that to say Michael definitely has. He's the king of this one. He's got the better version of "She's Out of My Life." But Willie Nelson, oh my goodness! I don't think we need nobody else to do it after what what Willie Nelson did to it. uh If you had to pick an artist today to cover this song, user three point five, who would you choose to cover "She's Out of My Life," and why would you choose that artist?
2: You know that's a really hard one. Um... Like a like a today type artist that I kind of like listen to. Yeah. Oh. Oh God. Oh wow. Okay, I was not prepared for that question.
1: Well, think about it. Think about. it. Let me go to user one point five, and we'll come back. User one point five. Who do you think could cover this song really well? I got it. 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 All right. I feel like. I feel like. I got it. I got it. Christopher Brown with Chris You think Chris Brown? Really? No. 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 I'm not saying Chris Brown is the best is the best vocalist but with his voice i think he could do like i hear chris brown's version of this christmas and that tone that he used with this mm. christmas to sing this to I'm, sing, drawing it I'm drawing I it think together i'm drawing it together would be fantastic uh oh, because okay. chris yeah. still has that kind of young boy baby mm. boy voice i know he's a grown boy. man but it's he's still gonna have, you know, a grown man. He, he's a grown man. But I, I think Chris Brown would do a great job covering this song, um, and it'd be like, hmm, he might give um, Michael a run. Um, All right, you know what, Chris you can come on the show too and listen we'll take the heat i know y'all don't you know i'm I'm just gonna ignore you uh if you got a problem with chris brown you just got a problem with chris brown but chris brown is definitely someone who has held michael jackson down come high and low winds when the tornado comes spinning he was still mm-hmm. like okay guess what michael jackson is that guy some of y'all fans need to give him the same uh um, never mind let me not go through that anyway User three point five, have you had a chance to think about this? Your mother says Chris Brown would be an awesome choice for mm-hmm. a cover of "She's Out of My Life" in twenty twenty three. Chris Brown, you heard it here first. So if you do it, I need you definitely come on the show and talk about how you know what I heard y'all said I would do a good version because you would, my brother. All right, user three point five, what do you think?
2: All right, this might be a controversial one, but I think our Kelly would do a good job on this. Song. He's locked up, son. All right? He can't I, get how out. we gonna? And you can't know, you cannot. Out. <laughs> you can't use someone who literally can't could not get do it. out. He, I mean, I'm just saying. If you're not going to let him go. I'm just saying. He would be a really good, you know, artist for this type of song. I'm
1: going to let you go ahead with this. Go ahead. Why?
2: Because he does have the, he has the voice for it. I mean. You
1: said it so judgy. R. Kelly is a is a wonderful singer-songwriter. Michael enjoys singing R. Kelly's songs, the songs that he wrote. But yeah, he he's locked up. So
2: I, hmm.
1: But I understand. I see where you're coming from. He does. He's, he's a uh, wonderful
2: okay. vocalist. <laughs> There's a lot of artists that do music from jail, you know?
1: Oh, my like, God! just <laughs> <laughs> getting worse. All right. I'm maybe gonna Usher. Not, maybe uh, Usher. I'm gonna I mean, he didn't go for nothing. Like, he just, yeah, he went straight to jail on this
2: one. <laughs> R. Kelly. Well, I'm just saying he would be a good fit
0: for And this. I
1: love, you know, Robert got some bangers, but I just can't even think about him right now because as a as covering nothing he need to cover his tail <laughs> he need to cover them lawyer's fees <laughs> he need to cover them <laughs> court costs i mean and he's where he's at and you know god, god god only god can only god can judge me uh shout out to tupac but here's the reality i think a good coverer of this song would be bruno mars i think he's got the range for it mm-hmm. yeah bruno definitely yeah bruno could do it Usher could do it. Usher could definitely do it. Um, it's it's so many artists who could really really kill this song today for sure. Beyonce could do it. Mm-hmm. Beyonce. Well, Beyonce can do whatever Beyonce wanted to do. She, she can pretty do it. much do what she wants. Yeah. I mean, it's a good song. I mean, you have to. It, everyone we named are artists with control over their voice. So that that seems to be one common thread Ooh, here. The shade. <laughs> you can't be somebody who. Just don't have no control over your voice. Um, So it can't be Rihanna. uh, I'm I'm just playing y'all. Go ahead. Go ahead. Next one. And we love Rihanna over here. Really do. I Um, really do love her. I really do. I can't wait for the halftime show. Go ahead. So here we are. We've decided that Michael Jackson is still came of the original version recorded by him in 1978, 79, released on his off the wall album. Let's move on to a song we all have heard, a song we all can have some relation to, Rockin' Robin. Rockin' Robin was originally released and recorded by Bobby Day in 1958, which coincidentally is also the year that Michael Jackson was born. And this was a hit for Bobby Day, I believe the song went to number. It was in the top three. It might have been number one or number two. A very big hit for Bobby Day. It's actually a song written not by him, by but by someone else. I can't remember the uh, the songwriter's name, but he said his wife was complaining about the birds chirping, and um, this is where that song came from. She was complaining. She was like, "Get rid of these birds." He was like, "What you want me to do? I'm gonna have to throw a rock or something at them." And the birds just kept coming back, singing, disturbing the sleep. That's how we get Rock and Robin. So wait. Timeout. Mm-hmm. You mean mm-hmm. to tell me yep. this song was written about yep. somebody assaulting? No, no, no. He birds. did not throw the rocks at the birds. He didn't throw it. But how did he get rid of the birds? He he didn't. He said they kept coming back, so he maybe should. have. Because it's the outside. He should have hit a warning shot. That's where they on stay. I, well, he didn't do that. So, <laughs> but the rock throwing the rock at the robin, rocking robin, I. Continue. I just, yeah. I, I, I'm just, I can that's what it was outside the window. Tweet, 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 written by Leon Renee under the pseudonym jimmy thomas that's that's who wrote it and that was what it was about them doggone birds y'all i know i can sometimes i wake up in the morning because of them birds so i definitely get sis's problem and she just wanted them gone come hell or high water. Out, that's where they stay outside what do you want robins sing it's a mating call right i don't know i think we, call lives, the- we live in the country. Uh- <laughs> Uh, I'm used to, you know, well, we we went to Charlotte for Thanksgiving and outside of my window at the Airbnb, I heard roosters crowing before the sun was up. We in the country. I don't even know nothing about no robins. I'm talking about these roosters. So if they want to throw the rocks at the roosters, I'm down for that. But the robins, I don't know. But roosters are mean. They chase you and stuff. Yeah, they I think they call it the the morning chorus. And the reason I know this was like the, the morning chorus, or whatever I think it's like a mating call. It's like a the, the strong male robins. It's the male robins now. They got that strong voice, they like attracting the girls, you know. So, but anyway, so that's what they be saying. Mm. That's what they be singing, you know. So Brock and Robin, Bobby Day, a big hit for him, then covered by little Michael Jackson, I don't think, and the Jackson Five. I think just little Michael Jackson, but "Rock and Robin" covered by Michael Jackson in nineteen 1970, in seventy-two on the album "Got to Be There." And so, let's listen into first. Let's take a listen to Bobby Day's original version of "Rock and Robin," and then we'll give a spin to Michael Jackson. Decide who has the better cover of the song. <laughs> That is Bobby Day's version of Rockin' Robin. Does, did anyone, does anyone know anything else by Bobby Day other than this song? I know nothing. Does anybody know what? The another person who does this song? No. And do you know anything else from the artist? Ah, uh, no not really mm-hmm. you know why this is really like his one-hit wonder but you know what we're still talking about him in 2022 there you go you know what it reminds it me of 50s. like yeah it reminds me of like the the drive-in or the like the little you know like the burger joints back in the 50s feels like it could fit in a movie easy easy well oh, oh it's very 1950s rock and roll and let me tell you <laughs> mm-hmm. this so when so michael did rock and robin for his first solo album he was 13 years old when he when this song was released and then the jacksons turned around and did because you know motown was was popping out albums because they thought that they only had a little bit time with these children okay so it was throwing out albums quickly the jacksons the the j5 did little bitty pretty one as well if you guys remember that cover and little bitty pretty one is also by bobby day so there you go. That's right. You're right. You're right. Maybe he's not a one-hit wonder. Maybe I'm tripping. Um, he recorded for, Bobby Day recorded for Class Records. And Leon and Otis Renee were the owners of the record company, which is how he got the song. And it was a top 10, Little Bit of Pretty one was also a top 10, 10 song. Uh, in his release in 1958, uh, Rockin' Robin sold... A million copies, and it became his signature song. Technically, was his only success, but we all know "Little Bitty Pretty One." So, to me, that's a success because if we're talking about a 1958 song in 2022. It's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, listen, and and Bobby Day, you know, like you said, he's still relevant in the fact that, you know, he's covered by Michael Jackson. This becomes a, a hit for Michael Jackson as it was for Bobby Day. So he definitely is still important to the conversation about music, Black music, music from the 50s. And Ford, because Michael Jackson also has some success covering a song that he made really, really popular in American culture. So let's listen to Michael Jackson's version and then let's talk a little bit about who's got the better cover of Rock and Robin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's Michael Jackson's version. Let's start with you, user 1.5. Which one do you prefer? The covered or the coverer? Um, you know, I feel like I have not chosen Michael at all in this in the, this entire time. And and I'm still not gonna choose Michael. Bobby Day. His Bobby Day to me uh really stands out. It really I love you get the rock and roll flavor of the 50s. You also get that gospel flavor in his version that you don't necessarily get in Michael's more poppy. R&B version. I, I just love Bobby Day's version of this song. It really makes me want to like stand up and you know, in between the pews and clap like like we fit to go in the testimony service. Mm-hmm. It fits 1958 in a way. Michaels don't fit 1971. Is that what you're saying? As well? Yes, that is that is a very good
2: summary. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. all right user 3.5 what do you think michael jackson versus bobby day rock and robin which one do you prefer
2: um i have to pick bobby on this one
0: bobby <laughs> <laughs>
2: like my mom's it's like a, um it gives you like that 1950s vibe and i guess you could say that like rocky feel that like that rock music type feel
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I, i'm a i'm i'm really a fiend for rock music i love it
1: Mhm. You really are. He really he's not lying, y'all. He really loves rocking What you I, know I, about that? You said it
2: got that 1950s feel. What you know about the 50s? What I know about the 50s, I know they had some good music back then.
1: Name me three songs that came out in the 1950s.
0: Okay.
1: Not rock. Not rival. a quiz show. Why are you quizzing him? <laughs> he said they had good music. This I'm just trying to see This a episode, not a quiz <laughs> show. All right. Go ahead, Jaden. Give me one song. I don't know. It, Itty bitty pretty one. I always think of Karina Karina when I think this. That is not the song we're talking about, but I always think of Karina Karina with Bobby Day's Itty Bitty Pretty One. But anyway, go ahead. Did uh, To Be Loved come out in the fifties? <laughs> to be loved. Um, no, that was uh, In the sixties. Um, that was our boy Jackie. Um, Jackie Wilson. Yeah, I know that was in the sixties. It was not in the fifties. If you can quickly name five songs from the 1950s, you might be a goat out here. You might be the goat. It's actually not easy to off the top of you, and like you have to stop and think about it. I think. I think we all know a number of them, but anyway. But yeah, the 1950s was a good time for rock and roll for sure. So we're talking about like Little Richard and Elvis uh, in the 50s, and a lot of other groups as oh. well. I lied, 1958. It was on the album He's So Fine, to oh, be Love. To be loved. So you are correct. Uh-huh. I am so sorry. Uh-huh. The 50s was a good time. I think you're right, Jaden. Some really good music came out in the 50s. I think we just have to stop and think about it, and we can really come up with some songs that were real bangers in the 50s. So Bobby Day takes number one for user 1.5 and user 3.5. I think this is the first song where we are all on one accord. I'm going to give it to Bobby Day as well. A great song. Michael did a great cover, but it sounds like a cover. So the original definitely reigns supreme on this one. I'm sure the kids were at the segregated dances just dancing their little segregated dances s- tails off to this song
2: yeah so why they gotta be segregated because I gotta remind
1: people that this is the time period of that you gotta remind people there was a rope mm-hmm this ain't no uh let's not let's not romanticize the 50s either Bobby Day could have gone a lot further if he didn't look like Bobby Day, the black man he was, mm-hmm. and his song could have maybe, you know, I don't know, I don't know if it was number one. It, it charted pretty high. He did really good. But anyway, this is the '50s. So in 1950s America, that is segregation. But you see how music starts to bridge and and cut through that that racism that is perpetuated by the state um, and our society of 1950s America. Bobby Day, a hit. Among the youth of the 50s, Michael Jackson making a cover, paying homage to him, um, but not quite topping his effort and what he was able to do with this song. So we're giving it to Bobby Day over Michael Jackson for Rock and Robin. And that's all we got to say about that. If you disagree, let us know. But we think he's got it and we're moving on. Let's talk about a song that I absolutely love to hear from the jackson five one of my favorite jackson five songs never can say goodbye never can say goodbye was written by clifton davis now raise your hand if without me telling you who he yeah. is you know who he is not the reverend they all love him on uh clifton Amen, davis she chased that man for about two three seasons what she, she called him, him though she mm-hmm. called him clifton mm-hmm. davis and what user 1.5 is referencing is the hit show from the 80s a man which featured clifton davis as the reverend okay wonderful actor and he is absolutely he fine clifton yes, davis reverend reuben gregory that was his fine mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm.
1: silver fox now he is fine okay. but he actually he actually wrote that song never can say goodbye and he originally wrote it for the supremes And so they actually have a cover of a version of it, but it ended up being given to the Jackson 5 and it became a hit for the Jackson 5 with little Michael Jackson singing the lead vocals on this song. User 3.5.
2: Do you like this song? Tell me what you think about this song. I think I've heard it maybe once or twice. But the one or two times that I've heard it, I really liked it. It was really good.
1: It's a really good song. It's a really, really, really good song. And Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5 cover this, do this song so much justice. Again, it's one of those songs that little Michael sings like an adult. And we get the full body. We get full body from him. And I don't know if that's because Joe was standing in the window staring him down. or <laughs> Don't blame Joe. For... Y'all stay blaming Joe for some. I know he is tired uh... of y'all. I don't know what it was, but they really kind of gave you the underbelly. They gave you everything for this song. But it was also covered by a legend, Miss Gloria Gaynor, a disco legend. And it was covered on her debut album in 1975. And her version of this song reached number two in the United Kingdom. So let's first start with Michael Jackson's version, the Jackson 5 version. I'm sorry, the Jackson 5. This is the Jackson 5's version of Never Can Say Goodbye.
0: Let mm-hmm. need get up there. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Michael was signed. it.
0: Them, them background and vocals tight too
1: though. Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5. Let me tell you, them background vocals. I'm telling you, if was there's killing. an opportunity for the Jacksons to be on background, put them on it. Put them on it. They're going to kill yeah. it every time. The, 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 vote, the background vocals was super tight. All right, now let's listen to Gloria Gaynor's version of Never Can Say Goodbye, released in 1975. Again, a disco queen, Miss Gloria Gaynor. that is Gloria Gaynor with I never can never can say goodbye Not I never can say goodbye just never can say goodbye. I also want to give a shout out. If you don't know who Gloria Gaynor is, I mean you should know as a Michael fan, a super Michael fan because she was definitely at the 30th anniversary performing. A hit song, I will survive. She also does of course, never can say goodbye. Um I'm trying to think of other songs that are really big for her. Anyway, y'all look her up. She is who she is. She's a disco queen. All right, let's talk about it. User which version and they are very different versions which one do you think is the better version of the song uh let me just start by saying I love disco it is a very distinct sound if you don't know what disco is then I don't know why you're here maybe we'll talk about it uh, at, on a later at a later date on another podcast, maybe. But disco has a very distinct sound. I love it. I am not a fan of the Gloria Gaynor version of this song. I really, really love the ballad version of this song, which mm-hmm. would be Michael. But it's her glorious version is very one. I mean, if you look up disco. A song with a disco beat. this <laughs> Like her version is it. It was made to be played in a attack, you know? And mm-hmm. it was made to be danced to. And the beat was made to be very infectious and uh, to make you want to get up and move. And so it did that perfectly. But I think the song is a ballad, is a much better choice. And so I'm going to have to go to... I'm gonna have to defer to Michael and his version. You know what? I think you're right. I was trying to give Gloria Gaynor credit for Thelma Houston's song Don't Leave Me This Way, which I love. Yeah, I love this song. Not, they have similar voices. That ain't Miss Gloria, though. Is, uh, suddenly um can't take my eyes off you Mm -hmm. i will survive yeah that's her shout out to the disco fans who's a fan of disco right like i mean you know michael definitely has some disco some disco track Uh, off the wall arguably mixes a lot of elements of disco in it but anyway gloria Gaynor. yeah i think she's it's a very different song when she does this version right clearly it's a hit in disco land gets the you know it gets it gets up there on the charts so and it's her debut oh, yeah. which is crazy right so oh, she yeah. does a great she clearly does justice to this song but i think i agree with your user 1.5 i think that i prefer michael uh i prefer the jackson 5 version of this song because it gives you that heartache piece of the ballad which i think is how it was originally written by clifton davis of, um, you know, that that whole situation of being in a relationship uh, where it's difficult to say goodbye, difficult to get out of it, right? Every time you're trying to go, you can't. And Michael, I think, just does a great job with, I mean, his range is crazy. The runs, he's got voice control just as this young kid that is just insane. And I think it's hard to top Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5s version of this song. Use a 3.5, what's your take on it?
2: I have to say Miss Glorious is it for me.
1: All right, maybe disco was coming back. Maybe, but but you know what? Disco is very closely related. It's like first cousins for me to techno. So that's true, right? And it feels very yes. Yes, it can be. It can also be like a techno. I think these kids they love that. You know, mm, you know, they love that house beat. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Jaden. So mm, let's talk about it. Gloria Gaynor. Why did you like that version over the Jackson Five version?
2: Um, I really liked it because. Yeah, it sounds like a sounds like it's supposed it's supposed to be a sad song, but not all sad songs have to have a sad type beat. You know, it could um be upbeat. You know, it could bring you. I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain it. I I guess you could say it brings you peace. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: Okay. All right. I feel you there. I, and I think I think what you're saying, which I think I agree with. This is what I picked up from what you're saying she she kind of flipped it and put it on its head, right? Everyone expects a sad song to be yeah. a ballad, a, a very slow ballad. And she did something entirely different from what is expected in that scenario and was able to do it well.
2: Yeah. She, she had made a different piece to it, which I really like that. It's a
1: good, good assessment, son. Good assessment. And I think, I think that, um, I knew you were going to like the more upbeat <laughs> version because as, as you know, disco, young people, I mean, disco was music of the young, was the music of young people in the 70s. You know what I mean? So it really gives you a feel good. It doesn't matter what the lyrics are. The music itself makes you feel good. So I knew he was going to pick that one. Yeah. Gloria Gaynor, she did a, she did a great cover. So I don't think that I don't, I can't, I can't fight it. She did a good cover of it. And so definitely, I feel you're all right. Three, So he's going to go with Gloria Gaynor, user 1 and user 1.5, choosing Michael Jackson, the Jackson 5 cover uh, or version of Never Can Say Goodbye. And we have one more deep down in our stocking, our Christmas stocking, one more cover to talk about and how befitting the first shall be last and the last shall be first. This is Got To Be There, Michael Jackson's debut solo album for Motown Records released in 1972. But in 1971, they dropped the single Got To Be There. And this song was immediately a hit, period. It was number one on cash boxes, pop and R&B singles chart, number four on billboards, pop and r charts. And so that means little Michael Jackson at a very tender age was already Kang and running these streets, running these billboard streets. I mean, he just had the voice. Got to be there, fresh out from Michael Jackson, his first time as a solo artist. Everyone knows this album, that album cover, so iconic, great album cover. Great album cover with little Michael Jackson with the little hat on over his afro with the brown corduroy jacket. He's just too cute and we love it. 1982 Shaka Khan covers this same song for the self-entitled album Shaka Khan Never Can Say Goodbye. And that song actually does pretty well. It charts very high for her. So what we're going to do is go ahead and listen to Michael Jackson's version of Got To Be There and then give Shaka Khan's version a spin And then we'll come back and talk about who's got the better song. Be There by Little Michael Jackson. I feel like Joe knew he hit pay dirt when this one came out. He was like, this is it. This the one. This the one right here. <laughs> this the one. <laughs> Where's Ashley with <laughs> Joe Jackson, boy? I'd say that boy going in and singing. He can sing now. That boy really going right. in <laughs> Shaka Khan, got to be there.
0: Be there. Be there in the
1: all right that's shaka khan covering got to be there by little michael jackson and shaka khan is no lightweight mm, 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 mm. all right let's talk that's about ain't it ain't nobody shaka khan y'all don't mm. that. that's i'm every woman shaka huh oh hallelujah <laughs> not shaka oh hey, shaka through the fire Shaka. go ahead That's through the fire shot all right use a 1.5 sound off we're gonna let you lead this one off which song uh, uh, is better don't ask me nothing listen <laughs> not don't ask me nothing <laughs> <laughs> when i tell you i love me some shocker she is the only thing better than shaka khan and rufus is shaka khan by herself in the 80s okay i i I don't know. With this one I really don't know. Shaka's vocals are pristine on this song. She mm-hmm. can sing her way out of a wet paper bag, okay? That bag that they put word to the bad in, she can sing her way out <laughs> of it. Okay. <laughs> but I like Michael's version. It the song itself sounds more teenage love song. So Mm-hmm. Michael really, when he was reported this, that's what he really embodied. So I, I really, on this one, I cannot choose. Uh, you struggling? If, yeah. If I, if I had, you gotta choose. Yeah. I'm trying to Who, walk myself through this. If I had mm-hmm. to choose, I would choose Michael's version. I think I would choose Michael's version. Michael comes out on top. by a point, hair by a hair, just by a blow of the wind.
0: Just use 3.5. Yeah.
1: What do you think?
2: I have to give the shotgun.
1: Oh, ain't nobody.
2: If you you and the listeners could see me behind, you know, this screen, I was jamming out pretty hard, too, because it was it was really fantastic.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: She can sing now. And, that you know, yeah, she can sing. It's not a game. It's definitely not a game. I'm going to have to give it to little Michael Jackson. And this is the Michael Jackson fan and me being biased for sure, because Shaka's got a got a crazy version. But this is Michael's debut album and that voice is just so pure i'm gonna give it to little michael yeah i'm gonna give it to little michael but it really is a a, a listen and and yeah Mm -hmm. and it's hard to compare a child singing to an adult right so there's that part too because yeah shaka khan i mean we didn't even listen to the whole thing and if you've never heard her version, you need to go listen to the whole thing and then come back and tell me who got, who, who got, got, cause it might be Michael. I don't know. It might be Michael, you know, tomorrow could be Mike, but for tonight, Michael Jackson reigns supreme with got to be there. So if we add it all up, folks, the black Jackson estate has determined that Michael Jackson has a better cover. Of who's loving you, butterflies never can say goodbye. She's out of my life, and by the hairs of his prepubescent chinny chin chin, got to be there. And we said he just could not top Bobby Day's version of Rock and Robin, nor Tina Turner's version, and apparently by use three point five standard, The Beatles' version of Come Together. And there you have it. Michael Jackson versus the world. He's still King, He's still running things, but we are giving big props and big shout out to those artists who were able to do these songs in a way. And listen, everybody actually on this list did the song justice. Pretty much. There are no duds. Michael just may have edged them out just by a little bit here and there, but definitely go listen to all these songs, go listen to these covers or the songs that Michael covered. Really think about those time period. Maybe you you discover a new artist you didn't know much about. Maybe you rediscover an artist um, and all homage to Michael Jackson and how he in, has influenced the world, but also those other artists who Michael has leaned on, who also have influenced pop music and culture. User 1.5 and user 3.5, thank you so much for being here on the first day of Christmas. Anything else you want to add to this phenomenal episode kicking off our 12 days of Christmas? I can't wait to see what tomorrow's about. And I think that I might actually go and make a playlist of all these songs to complement this episode, because I think that would be fun uh, to do. So we'll see. We'll see which way the Lord directs me. Yeah, I think that would be fun. You guys need to, you know, I think that, I think it's really good to talk about Michael, but Michael just doesn't exist in a vacuum. And I think we learned that through uh, being fans, also talking to people who know a lot about Michael, who have written about Michael. I think about our interview with Steve Knopper, how many people he interviewed and how many of those people Uh, and musicians were so influential to Michael's sound. So it's always great to give some homage and a big, big shout out to those artists who are influential to Michael and who Michael has influenced. So this was really fun. User 3.5, any last words?
2: Uh, My final words, I'm just ready to be back on another 12 days of Christmas.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're going to bring user 3.5 back. We're going to bring him back and we're going to, however he behaves and however he is able to do his episodes, it will determine whether he gets the lump of coal or actual gifts. I'll get actual gifts. And on that note. And on that note, this has been. Play the song out. (laughs) Day one of the Black Jackson Estate presents the 12 Days of Christmas. We'll be back with day two. Hey, get your Christmas shopping done early. Do not wait. Go do it. The crowds are crazy. We'll see you guys tomorrow.